2024 will be the AFC wild, wild west when it comes to head coaches inside the division. The Chargers made a move for the guy, but how does the AFC West coaching outlook look for the Denver Broncos? And could there be some big changes potentially after this season? We'll break it all down here on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The coaching outlook inside the AFC West got a little bit stronger over the past 24 hours as the Chargers grabbed one of their guys. How does this impact the Denver Broncos? We'll break it all down here on today's brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Thank you so much, Broncos country, once again, for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day every single day. We got you covered every single day, all year long, because for the true fan, there is never an offseason. You can get Lockdown Broncos for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So thank you so much to all the everydayers out there in Broncos country. Thanks for making the show exactly what it is. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports, joined alongside by Sir Bettinger, site expert, predominantly orange.com. Now, the AFC West, the head coaches are set for the most part here in 2024. I know there people are probably wondering what the heck we're talking about there. We'll get to that here in a minute. But right now, I think when you look at the AFC West, I mean, Sarah, I think on paper, you can make an argument when you talk about overall impact, really a question with Antonio Pierce in this conversation. But considering Andy Reid, now Jim Harbaugh going to the Los Angeles Chargers and Sean Payton, it could be one of the better coach divisions in terms of head coach tenure and prestige going forward. Definitely a lot of uh, experience, a lot of guys that have accomplished quite a bit there in terms of the coaching department of the AFC West. We know Andy Reid and the Chiefs, they've kind of become the modern version of what the Patriots used to be, which is very unfortunate for Broncos fans. And, you know, the Broncos have Sean Payton, who is one of the best coaches in modern NFL history. I mean, there's no question about it. I know there's a lot of discrepancy over his personality, his coaching style, things like that. But the guy is a great all-time NFL head coach. And so there's no disputing that in my mind, Cody. And now you add Jim Harbaugh to the mix, who one of the winningest NFL head coaches in history in terms of win percentage overall. We did a whole breakdown of him all throughout the coaching search last offseason when the Broncos were traveling to Ann Arbor to meet up with Jim Harbaugh and potentially courting him for their job. But ultimately, I think he didn't leave Michigan last year at this time, Cody, because of unfinished business, which... He took care of in the 2023 season. Michigan wins the national championship. Harbaugh is able to deliver as the head coach. I mean, it was kind of a perfect time window. I think exactly 10 years that he was there at Michigan, ending it with a national championship. And now you go back to the NFL where I believe Jim Harbaugh has gone on record as saying he believes Justin Herbert is the best quarterback in the league. So kind of seems like an ideal situation for him. Just got to change that navy blue for uh, powder blue now with the Los Angeles Chargers. So you're telling me the Chargers aren't going to trade Justin Herbert so they could get J.J. McCarthy in the 2024 NFL draft? Man, I would have liked to see that happen. You know, obviously, uh, you know, I think Denver fans would take Justin Herbert in a heartbeat there. But, I mean, obviously, the cream of the crop. I mean, the AFC West gets tougher on paper from a coaching standpoint. Gosh, how many times since we've been doing this show that we've talked about, like, from a roster standpoint, the AFC West? 
now I think when you look at the coaching side of it, yeah, it's definitely a, a much better division in terms of overall talent. And I, I would just say coaching tenure across the board here. And I think there are a lot of questions, though, about really where things are going here. You know, does the intel that the Broncos got when they interviewed Jim Harbaugh last year, will that give them an idea maybe what he might plan to do in L.A.? And could that give them an advantage on maybe preparing ahead what to expect from the Chargers? I think that's an interesting dynamic to maybe throw out here. But there's also something else. We all know the Kansas City Chiefs, unfortunately, are in the AFC Championship game here this week. And we'll preview that game a little bit later on here in the show. But uh, there have been some rumblings, potentially. I don't know if they're substantiated in any way, shape, or form. But it has been discussed if the Chiefs, for some reason, let's say they somehow, unfortunately, win the Super Bowl. Or even if they lose, that Andy Reid could retire. And that could change the the landscape of the AFC West in general itself. I don't know if that's going to happen. But... How do you feel about maybe just the AFC West coaching tree right now in terms of head coaches? Because I, I posted something after the Harbaugh news went out there on social media. I said, wow, okay, hey, like that's a great hire for, for LA. I mean, that's big for them. And then everyone's like, oh, well, now the Broncos have the third best coach in the division. I'm, I, I don't understand why we get into these conversations where it's all about ranking head coaches and who's the best coach. Like they're all dang good coaches. And I think that's probably the only thing that we have to really acknowledge here not about this guy's better than this guy. The AFC West has some really damn good coaches. And now we need to see specifically for Denver. Can Sean Payton elevate this roster a little bit further in 2024? Yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. We can't be getting caught up in the rankings because we saw Sean Payton's team beat Andy Reed last year. We saw Andy Reed's team beat Sean Payton. We saw Antonio Pierce's team beat Sean Payton. We saw, I mean, I, I mean, you could go down any number of avenues. Antonio Pierce's team beat Andy Reid in Kansas City late in the season with quite a bit at stake, quite frankly. So I just think that those are such those are things that, Cody, you know what we're, we're harvesting for uh, some views there on Google. If we make those kinds of lists, it's just a way to engage conversation, things like that. That's part of my job. So let me take care of that in the writing aspect of things. Don't actually think like that, people. This, we'll, we'll use that as a discussion launching off point. At, at, at a different time here in the future, but I don't want to get caught up in any of that stuff. I mean, I think it's so stupid. We, we did the same thing with the quarterback position when Russell Wilson was acquired and it ended up being so meaningless. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he's the best quarterback in the division and you just got to hope that you can go beat him. It doesn't matter who's two, three or four because we saw Derek Carr beat him. We've seen Russell Wilson beat him. We've seen Justin Herbert go toe to toe. So there, there's just... Those types of things are so hilarious to me. Like it, like it really matters. Uh, you know, when it comes to those, I, it doesn't. When you're talking about just longevity, I think there's three teams for sure in the AFC West right now. When you're talking about being able to build a contending team with longevity, there's three teams that definitely have the right head coach in place. And I think it's TBD with Antonio Pierce and the Las Vegas Raiders. And I don't say that with any disrespect. I think what he did as the interim head coach was awesome. But how many times have you and I talked about, Cody, the way that teams can kind of rally around the interim head coach for a season of time? Now you're talking about, hey, Tom Telesco, the former Chargers GM, he's going to go pick the players for Antonio Pierce with the Las Vegas Raiders. And they're going to be reshaping that whole roster. So it's no longer he's inheriting what Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels built. Tom Telesco is going to build that thing his way alongside Antonio Pierce, which is going to change a lot of things. We don't know who their quarterback is going to be. I mean, so there's just so many different factors for every single one of these teams. I just feel like three of the four AFC West squads now have head coaches in place that you could say longevity wise, 
they could build contending teams, which is really great for the division. Kind of sucks for the Denver Broncos, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be a very interesting offseason. You know, and all these teams, not only just Denver, but the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, they're going to make moves in free agency. They're going to make moves in the NFL draft. And do those moves make them better? And does it create maybe a, a gap or even distance between where the Broncos are at and them? Or does it maybe push them back a little bit further? I mean, we don't know. And, and look, I think it's going to be a fun offseason. We'll obviously have some conversations with our AFC West counterparts at some point to preview the 2024 season, probably a little bit in July or August when that's going to happen. But, you know, there's a lot of time between now and then. I'm eager to see what changes happen here all across the board inside this division. But it got tougher from an overall perspective with them adding Jim Harbaugh to the Los Angeles Chargers. Broncos country, let us know your thoughts on the coaching side of things here in the wild, wild AFC West, as we like to call it. One thing we are going to do, we're going to preview the AFC Championship game here this week and Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll give you every angle of maybe our perspective, maybe make some Broncos tie-ins to it as well. And you're going to get that here on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, whether it's big or small. There are certain things that can really start to get to you, and it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something, and you might even be thinking the same thing this week. Sometimes we don't have all the answers when it comes to life, the different stresses that we run into, how we feel about certain things or things that we've experienced in our life. But one thing we can do is we can learn the tools necessary to help us overcome some of those things and even the negative thoughts that come out of that. That's where therapy comes in. That's where it's been beneficial for me. And if you've done therapy, you might have experienced the same benefit as well. And if you've been thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp is the right place to get started. I used BetterHelp last year when I got a brand new job and was focused so much on traveling and going to different places to cover the Broncos. And there were so many different stresses I dealt with in my life. BetterHelp helped me manage and find the tools to build on some things that help me now in my day-to-day -day life. Therapy can be different for everyone, and most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team. And it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Locked on. Today's Locked on Broncos is also brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel Sportsbook. And as you all know it, FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. And this is a big weekend for the NFL season. Championship weekend is here between the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. And you have the NFC Championship, Jared Goff versus Brock Purdy. Well, FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action where you can get involved and do a whole bunch of different things like anytime touchdown scores, first time touchdown score of the game. They have all that. And right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So if you sign up today as a brand new customer, place a $5 bet, you are going to get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed whether your bet wins or whether it loses. The app is super easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, and you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official partner of the National Football League. Help us, Lamar. You're our only hope. The Denver Broncos fans all across the country and all across the globe are rooting so hard for the 2019 NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson, who 
could be the 2023 NFL MVP as well. Needs to take care of business at home there for the Baltimore Ravens this weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. And we're going to talk about this matchup and why the Ravens can pull it off against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and company. But before we do want to say thank you and give a shout out to all of you that make Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts for free, as well as on YouTube, where you can watch the show. And we appreciate every single one of you that subscribes to the podcast. If you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is, or if you subscribe to the show on YouTube, we appreciate every single one of you for rocking with us right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And Lamar Jackson. He is the hope for the Denver Broncos right now. We want to keep the Kansas City Chiefs out of the Super Bowl. We don't need two weeks of hearing everybody's opinion about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and all this. I mean, as as much as I like, I like Taylor Swift, Cody, I like them. I do. <laughs> I really do. I, I'm a fan. I, I've seen the Eras Tour multiple times. Look, I haven't been in person, but I've watched it. I've rented <laughs> it. I downloaded it on Amazon. I love it. I'm good with it. We need to keep the Chiefs out of the Super Bowl. How can the Baltimore Ravens find a way to do that this weekend? Well, I think so much of it is you you look at how the Chiefs are defensively. They're very aggressive. They're very good at stopping the run. I, I think the same exact thing kind of applies to the Baltimore Ravens defense, though, right? You know, Isaiah Pacheco, what, what was it? The the running bit right now is that he runs, he runs like he bit somebody, which is fantastic. I mean, all the different analogies you get. Uh, and kind of hearing the background and hearing the story about Isaiah Pacheco and why he runs as hard as he does, I think that's super, super important. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can look it up on social media. They'll definitely have a video for you uh, in terms of why he runs the way that he runs. But I think that the biggest thing here, the biggest key for Broncos country in terms of hoping that the Chiefs don't make it back to the Super Bowl starts with Lamar Jackson, who's been an incredible player this entire season. In my opinion, Sarah, he is the MVP of the 2023 NFL season. When you look at what he's been able to do from a passing standpoint, and I'll remember too, like he went into, you know, he played the, the Miami Dolphins who had a really good defense, Jalen Ramsey, obviously, and he threw five touchdowns. He just carved them up, put up like Madden based numbers in that game. But on top of that, he's just such a dynamic threat with his legs and teams have tried to figure out like this form, like, okay, well, if you force Lamar to stay in the pocket, that's the best way to beat him. He's evolved as a passer. And look, not only does he have Isaiah likely as a guy, more than likely, they're going to be getting, I see it pun intended right there with likely, but they're going to be getting more than li likely Mark Andrews back this weekend, which is a good sign for them. On top of that, they have Odell Beckham Jr. You have Zay Flowers on top of that, Rashad Bateman, and even Nelson Aguilar, of all people, still contributing. They have weapons galore, and so you're probably going to see Legereus Sneed. I'm curious to see if he's going to cover Zay Flowers or if he's going to cover OBJ on the outside. To me, I think it's all going to start and end with Lamar Jackson and how he plays. I mean, that that atmosphere that we saw when they played the Texans last week, Sarah, it was loud, it was rowdy, and that team fed off of it in a big way. Oh, and on top of that, they do have a running back by committee approach You know, with a variety of guys, including Dalvin Cook, who's starting to get his legs under him now for the postseason after spending an unfortunate amount of time with the New York Jets this past season. Yeah, he did. He kind of uh, missed the boat there on that one. But he certainly looked explosive in the couple of opportunities that he got. And Gus Edwards had like 13 touchdowns this year or something. Justice Hill has been running well for them. No more Melvin Gordon in this uh, Raiders organized or Ravens organization, Cody. So that was a quick uh, they, they pulled the they pulled that one really pretty quickly there after he fumbled late in the regular season. But I mean, certainly you hope that the Ravens can keep their identity what it is against the Kansas City Chiefs, who's 
they've been riding their defense all year, right? The Kansas City Chiefs have. And that's just the reality of the situation right now is that they've, I think they feel pretty confident that they can beat just about any offense, no matter how many weapons they have, because Kansas City has guys that can match on either side. I mean, you need a guy to dictate at the line of scrimmage. How about Chris Jones? You need somebody to make a play in a clutch situation. How about George Karlaftis coming off the edge this season? He's been really good for them. They've got speed at linebacker. They've got Legereus Sneed, like you mentioned, but Trent McDuffie has been playing really good football. They just, they're, they're in unison on that side of the ball. And so I'm worried. I I really am. I mean, I just feel like the chiefs, they're inevitable at this time of year. I, I, I guess I don't, I'm not saying that I'm predicting them to win. It just feels like they could beat anybody. And I think that's kind of goes without saying they're the Kansas City Chiefs. They haven't looked the same this year, but offensively, they've been picking up the pace lately. They it looks like Patrick Mahomes flipped a switch there once the playoffs, uh, you know, the playoff lights turned on. And all of a sudden now Kansas City is like, dang, like they they went on the road. They won their first road playoff game with Mahomes at quarterback against the Buffalo Bills, another red hot team. Do the Ravens have that mental fortitude to be able to withstand like this is the team that's inevitable every year? The Chiefs like, can we dethrone the Chiefs? I saw an interesting stat too, Cody, every year for the last handful, I think five or six years, the team that beats Josh Allen in the playoffs loses their next game immediately. And that's that's consecutive. So, hey, we're hopeful that trend continues here in 2024. When, as you mentioned too, like six straight AFC championship appearances for the Chiefs, like they have become what we all used to hate when we were younger with the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. They've become the standard, unfortunately. And that's, you know, with Denver being in the division, that's been bad news. But as we saw this year, and I think Broncos country will touch on this as well, Denver finally kind of brought them down a peg. And look, unfortunately, Denver's not in the playoffs. The Chiefs are. So does it really matter? No, but ending that streak was very important for the Broncos this past season. And, and I think I'm glad that they were able to do that. I know Broncos fans are as well as the highlight of the year for a majority of Broncos fans. But I also think you look at it as well. The Ravens, this could be like the Harbaugh year, right? Obviously, Jim Harbaugh going and winning a natty at Michigan. I mean, John Harbaugh's in a position now where I think, to be honest with you, the Ravens, when they play the way that they do, there's an argument to me that they're even better than the San Francisco 49ers when the 49ers are on. Like, And we obviously already saw what the Ravens did to the 49ers this season. We saw what the Ravens did to the Lions at one point. So for me, I feel like Lamar Jackson is the best bet right now for Broncos country in terms of hoping that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs do not see another Super Bowl appearance. And look, I think everyone's going to take that here if they have every chance and opportunity to do just that. But it's going to be an entertaining game. I'm excited to watch it here this weekend. A lot on the line for both these teams. A trip to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. We're here in two weeks. I'll be in Vegas for Radio Row all throughout the week. And so we'll have you covered here every step of the way on the Locked On Broncos podcast. But one thing we are going to dive deep into as well, the NFC Championship game has some interesting parallels as well. When we talk about a team-building standpoint, but more importantly, this might be the one we're most excited about here this week. And in terms of not having, I think, anybody where we're like, okay, we want this team to win, we want this team to win. We'll break down the NFC Championship game between the 49ers and the Detroit Lions here on today's brand new episode, Locked On Broncos. Today's Lockdown Broncos podcast is brought to you by our friends over there at Price Picks. And this championship weekend approaches Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in all of North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Price Picks is the most fun that I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players and you pick more or less in their projected stats and then you place your entry. 
Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. And Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. And on top of that, quick withdrawals, easy game plan, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And you can now deposit because they now offer Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account. So make sure you check it out. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match today up to $100. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos will preview the NFC championship game between the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. But before we do that, we just want to always take time to say thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day every single day. As a reminder, you can get this podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So thanks for making the show exactly what it is, Broncos country. We got you covered every single day, all year long, including throughout the entire offseason. That's what we're here for here. Let's get to the NFC Championship here, Sarah. I mean, uh, a battle between the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions. And, and look, ultimately, this is one of those matchups where what Detroit Lions team are we going to see, right? Look, they've had two games at home in Detroit in front of a rowdy, raucous fan base who's seen them have more playoff wins in the last eight days than they've had in the last 60 years. That's an incredible feat for them, but they get to go into hostile territory now and take on the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup here. And obviously we saw last week, the 49ers kind of taken to the brink a little bit by a very, very ready Green Bay Packers team that unfortunately made a couple of mistakes late. San Francisco capitalized it, and we talked so much about room for error here. We've seen the 49ers turn it on when need be, but they're a little banged up going into this matchup. I feel like they're just a little too banged up. I don't want to sell the 49ers short. They've been one of the best operations in the NFL all year. They had that three-game stretch where they had 17 points every single game, and it was like, what the heck happened to the 49ers? You know, But they've been dominating teams all year long. If it wasn't for resting starters in the final week of the season, they probably would have ended the season with the biggest point differential of any team in the league, which means what? They score a lot of points, they're constantly dominant defensively, and they find multiple different ways to beat you. It could be Brandon Ayuk one week, Debo Samuel the next, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, and Brock Purdy has been a great kind of point guard for that whole group. It just feels like there's something off with this team at the worst possible time. And I think Detroit, like you mentioned, Cody, they've been playing with not only that that juice from the home crowd, but I think that added pressure as well. Like that's a lot of pressure to go in front of your home crowd and try to get those, you know, that first of all, that first playoff victory in you know the last 30 plus years or whatever it is, and then to go get the second. And now I feel like I almost I don't want to say definitively, I almost feel like going on the road is a bit of an advantage for them. You get away from Detroit for a week, the pressure of the home crowd is off and you're now back to being the underdog. And don't the don't the Detroit Lions kind of thrive in that role? I just feel like I feel like everything is setting up with the 49ers being banged up and a little bit off and Detroit coming off a big time win. I feel like things are setting up for the Lions to go into San Francisco, get that dub. 
Well, it's certainly possible too. And, and one thing that Dan Campbell has been talking about all week long, look, when you get to AFC championship weekend, NFC championship weekend, there are more media like national media outlets that come to wherever you're at practicing, preparing for the week. And Dan Campbell, he had a press conference. He's like, throughout the season, I've been so used to just seeing like 20 of it. But all of a sudden, like now we have a pack room. Like this isn't like, he wasn't saying like, this is an issue. He said, but this is what our players have to deal with the outside noise. And you get all these people coming up in the locker room and you're interviewing them saying, Oh, you're such a great player. You're such a great coach. You're such a great GM. And sometimes that can distract you a little bit. So he's really been focused on eliminating the outside noise, not getting too excited, controlling your emotions. And I think that's an important thing here. And, and look, it's not just happening in Detroit. Same thing with San Francisco. I think to be honest with you, Sarah, I think there's a ton of pressure on San Francisco. I think there's a ton of pressure on Kyle Shanahan because they've consistently gotten to the NFC Championship game. Obviously, they appeared in the Super Bowl. They lost to Kansas City several years back. But there's always been this question, and they were kind of on the brink against the Packers last week. We don't know if Debo Samuel is going to play this week. He's dealing with the shoulder injury. They're banged up. You know, they're continuing to monitor Christian McCaffrey and his calf. Like, it wasn't an issue, but they were consistently trying to rub it out a little bit last week using those therapy, uh, you know, massage guns to kind of just keep it, you know, in in a sense where it's not going to stack, you know, get that lactic acid buildup, which, I mean, uh, I've ran into that before, but I'm not like Christian McCaffrey. I'm not nearly even close, not even a percentage close to how athletic that guy is. I think overall, we're going to see a battle between two pretty good defenses, though I I will say this. Watching San Francisco last week, giving up some big plays in the passing game, several big PIs, I think with the way that Jared Goff is playing right now and the balance that they have with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery in the run game, and even Aaron Jones having the success he had against the 49ers, I think we actually might see it. My prediction here, I think the Detroit Lions are going to go in and win by two-plus scores against the 49ers. I like it. I like it a lot. I think one of the biggest advantages that people aren't really talking about is how good Detroit's offensive line is and how that can neutralize what the 49ers are really. That's really the key to their defensive success, because if there's one area of the 49ers roster that they've, I don't know, I don't want to say skimped, but they they certainly haven't invested as much in the defensive backfield as other areas of the team. And that's the one area, like you said, it kind of got exposed against Green Bay. When you're taking shots downfield, you're seeing pass interference penalties. You're seeing guys get beat one-on-one. I I believe Hufanga, I don't remember seeing him play. Is he out for the season or something like that? Yeah, he's got the ACL, unfortunately. So so there's no Hufanga back there. And and that's, I mean, Cody, I'm with you. I I feel like Detroit is going to go in there and make a statement with this game. I feel like it's going to be the Detroit Lions against, hopefully, the Baltimore Ravens. But wouldn't it be fascinating if the NFL season started with a matchup of Detroit versus Kansas City in KC and ends with Detroit versus Kansas City in the Super Bowl? That would be something else. Well, if that were the case, hopefully it ends the same way that first game ended with the Detroit Lions victory. I mean, that would be fantastic here. Broncos country, we want to know your thoughts. What are your predictions for the AFC championship game between the Ravens, the Chiefs, and on top of that, the NFC championship game between the Lions and the 49ers? A trip to the Super Bowl at stake here this week, and we can't wait to break it all down, recap all the action on Lockdown Broncos. It's going to be a jam-packed championship weekend. We're excited for you, and we're also here on Lockdown Broncos in the coming days and weeks. We have position previews, overviews from 2023, and forecasts for the 2024 season coming your way. You can get that going through next week here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. With that said, Broncos country, we'll see you next time for another episode of the show.